Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. that I'm sharing uh, today is shining through total consecration. I will be speaking about the mystery of consecration. Uh, this is what, what God has given to me December, the first week of December as I was praying to prepare to enter this new year. I had an encounter with God and he spoke to me about giving myself fully to God, about consecration. And uh, when I was meditating on how to go about this, how to prepare myself to uh, to grow more in my consecration, the Lord led me to study the life of Jesus and to learn from him because Jesus is our role model in the New Testament. From his life, we can learn how we can relate with God, how we can fully consecrate ourselves to the Lord. So. I will be speaking about consecration, but by using the life of Jesus Christ as our role model. And um, I will give first the definition of this word consecration. From the dictionary, consecration means it is an act by which a person or a thing is set apart or belonging fully to God. It is an act by which a person or something is set apart or belonging fully to God. The Hebrew word for consecration is kadosh. And in the Greek, the word consecration is hakazio. These two words are translated in English, holy or hallow or sanctify or dedicate or consecrate. So now we are going to learn from the life of Jesus to see uh, this word consecration or to understand the life of consecration that God is calling us because the Lord gave me the message to tell me that 2023, where we are now, will be our year of shining, but through total consecration. When I say I speak about shining, I see like improvement, the year of fruitfulness, the year of advancement, the year of more progress. But the key for all of that to happen will be our consecration, which means that God is going to do great things with people who are going to consecrate themselves, who are going to give themselves fully to God. And God is going to use their lives so that He will fulfill great things here on earth by passing through the life of people who are consecrated. And when I was thinking about Jesus, I was praying one morning and I felt someone walking close to me. And that was a visitation from God. And that person told me, I am Jesus of Nazareth. So when I heard that word, I am Jesus of Nazareth, all day I was just hearing the sound of that, I am Jesus of Nazareth. And I began to think about it because uh, in the Bible, all the life of Jesus, he was called Jesus of Nazareth. But he was not born in Nazareth. He was born in, 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 in Bethlehem. 
but they call him Jesus of Nazareth. All his life, you look at his life, his conception took place in Nazareth. Uh, his childhood was in Nazareth. He began his ministry in Nazareth. He died in Nazareth. He was resurrected as Jesus of Nazareth. All the aspects of his life turned around Nazareth. And the Lord told me, this is not a mistake, it's not by chance. There was a message that God wanted to transmit to us by placing Jesus in Nazareth and calling him Jesus of Nazareth and bringing all his life around the word Nazareth. And I tried to check in the dictionary the meaning of the word Nazareth. The biblical meaning of Nazareth is separated or crowned, sanctified, or consecrated. So the word Nazareth means consecrated or separated or sanctified or crowned, which means that Jesus of Nazareth can also be translated as Jesus the consecrated. If God wanted him to be called Jesus of Nazareth, it's not just referring to a geographical place, but the message hidden inside is that Jesus was the consecrated man who gave, gave all his life fully to God. And, and when we see the word Nazareth, there is a similarity with another word, Nazarite. I think some of you, you know that. Nazarite, the Bible speaks in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, God was speaking to Moses when someone want to make the vow to be a Nazarite. Nazareth were people who are set apart. They gave themselves fully to God. The Lord said that these people would not even cut their hair. They would not drink wine because they are consecrated fully to God. This word Nazareth has certain similarity with Nazarite. So it means consecration. The people who are fully given to God. And I believe that it is not by chance. The revelation that God has given to me, I spent all the month of December studying Jesus of Nazareth. We have the revelation of Jesus as the Lamb of God. We know Jesus as, as the, the Messiah. We have the revelation of Jesus as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. We, we know Jesus in many other aspects, but we never study. Oh, for me, I'm saying for me personally, I never get the revelation of him as Jesus of Nazareth. While all his life, they called him Jesus of Nazareth. So by the grace of God and the reverse of the Holy Spirit, I have come to understand that there was a message hidden to that, which is the mystery of consecration. As I speak to you today, I want to bring you to the level that you will not see Nazareth only as a geographical place, but as a spiritual dimension called consecration. So every time I will be saying Nazareth, I want you to see it not like a geographical place. I want you to bring in your mind a spiritual dimension, which is called consecration, the level of consecration. So I will start, first of all, with the conception of Jesus. Because I will touch all the aspects of his life, his conception, his childhood, his ministry, his, his, his death, and his resurrection. 
Let's start with the conception. The news of his conception was announced to Mary in Nazareth. Is the first thing. Luke chapter 1, chapter from verse 26 to verse 84. I've been studying the first four chapters of Luke that are used in this teaching. You see, Luke was speaking too much about certain things concerning Jesus with more clarity. Luke chapter 1, I'm reading from verse 26 to verse 34. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin name was Mary. And having come, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall, shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob. And of his kingdom there will be no end. No end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know? Amen. And the angel answered to, to answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy one who is born, who is to be born, will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in an old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your way. And the angel departed from her. So this is the first encounter between Mary and the angel. The angel came to Mary and, and to give her the message. So I want to pick up three lessons from the first part. And I'm touching on the conception of Jesus. Lesson number one, Mary was to be found in Nazareth for the angel to bring her the message. She was to be found in Nazareth, not in another city, but only in Nazareth. So remember I told you when I speak about Nazareth, I'm seeing the dimension of consecration. It is in Nazareth that we receive revelation. In Nazareth, Nazareth is the place of encounter with God, is the place of revelation, is the place where the mystery of the kingdom are revealed to us for the angel to come. Because what the angel came to tell Mary was a prophecy of Elijah. Many years ago, Elijah prophesied that the vision shall conceive. So that prophecy was an old and ancient prophecy. But the angel came to a city called Nazareth to reveal that to Mary. To tell, to tell him that you are going to conceive. So the place for Mary to receive that encounter was Nazareth. So the lesson that we are learning here is that it's only in the dimension of consecration that we can be able to receive revelation knowledge, to receive an encounter with God that can impart us the mystery of his kingdom. The Lord will open up your mind as you enters in the level of consecration where you give yourself fully to god 
You give all that you are and all that you have. Two things, all that you are and all that you have, you give that to God. This is what they call total consecration. In the level of consecration, we can receive revelation. This is the first lesson because Mary was to be found in Nazareth in order for the angel to visit her. Number two, the angel came to announce Mary. What, what the angel came to announce Mary was the fulfillment of the old prophecy, as I said before. The lesson we can take there is that in the dimension of consecration, when you consecrate yourself fully to God, it is that in that dimension that certain prophecies concerning your life, concerning your destiny, concerning your future can begin to take place in the level of consecration. Because Mary was to be found in Nazareth and the angel came to tell, to tell the fulfillment of an ancient prophecy. And the third thing, when Mary said that, I don't know, man, how can this happen to me? The angel told her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you shall conceive by the power of the Most High God. So in Nazareth, Nazareth is the place of supernatural conception. Not natural, but supernatural conception. Nazareth is the place where the power of the Most High God will come upon you to do the impossible. Because the angel said that what is impossible with men is not impossible with God. With God, nothing is impossible. So you see that in Nazareth, it was the place that Mary conceived. In the place of consecration, the Lord can bring us in a new dimension. It is in the dimension of consecration that the Lord begins to plant dreams, begin to plant great vision in the heart of people. It is in the place of consecration that we contact supernatural power to achieve great things, to achieve the impossible. And the things that we receive as dream, as vision in the place of consecration are only accomplished by the power of the Holy Spirit. Every project, every business, every ministry that is born in Nazareth or in the place of consecration will only be achieved by the power of the Holy Spirit. The conception of Jesus was achieved by the power of the Holy Spirit because it is in Nazareth, in the dimension of consecration. Mary was meant to be found in Nazareth in order for her to receive revelation and supernatural conception. So Nazareth is the dimension of consecration, is the place of total devotion. The place that you give yourself fully. You remember Mary, among all other girls, she was the one completing the requirement to be used by God to give birth to the Messiah. When Isaiah prophesied, if you check well the prophecy of Isaiah, he did not say that the virgin that will conceive will be Mary. He just said, the virgin shall conceive. That will be a sign. So I can presume that that was an open prophecy that God is going to use a certain version, but that version must fulfill the requirement to be used by God. Because Isaiah could also say that that version will be Mary. Nothing could prevent God to give the name, but God did not give the name. In the time of Mary, Mary was not the only version in the city. There were other versions. Why only Mary? You look at his life, you see she was the devoted woman, a dedicated woman. 
she knew certain things that other women did not know. Other young girls of her age did not know. Even when the angel spoke to him, you can see a prayer. Read the prayer of Mary. You learn different things because the Bible says that it's from the abundance of their hearts that men can speak. Your mouth speaks what comes from your heart. And, and you see the prayer of Mary. You see, she starts saying that my, my soul is blessing the Lord because he just fixed his eye on the, the, the lowerness of a maid servant. She was she, she, she saw herself as a maid servant of God. She, she knew how, she, she was saying that God has defeated the, the, the great people. She, she recognized the mightiness of God, the power, the power of God. You read a prayer, you see that Mary had certain revelation certain understanding of spiritual things that other people did not know. And she was dedicated, devoted, and God selected her among other young girls to give, to fulfill the promise of the birth of the Messiah. I want to tell you, as you are watching or listening this morning or afternoon, the Lord has great things to fulfill your own earth in our generation. Be one of the persons that god can use god can invest but god will want you to give yourself fully don't be used by other stuff in the world but be consecrated to god and god can invest in you so this is the first level seeing the conception of jesus now let's go to the second part see his birth remember his conception took place in nazareth the place of consecration now is birth. Luke chapter 2, we read from verse 1 to verse 7. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar, Augustus, that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quarantus was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of nazareth into judea to the city of david which is called bethlehem because he was of the house and the lineage of david to be registered with mary his betrothed wife who was with child so it was that while they were there that the days were completed for her to be delivered and she brought forth a firstborn son wrapped him in swaddling clothes and led him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. So this is not the, the, the occasion of Jesus' birth. He was conceived in Nazareth, the place of consecration, but he was born in Bethlehem in fulfillment of prophecy because the Lord already prophesied that that child, the Messiah, will be born in Bethlehem in Judea. So he was born not by chance in Bethlehem. It was in fulfillment of prophecy. The Lord, the Lord told me that any dream that he plants, he plants in you in the place of consecration, or any promise that he gives you in the place of consecration, no matter how big or impossible it may look, himself God will orchestrate circumstances to make it happen at the place and the time he has ordained for it to happen. He can give you a dream, but it is the one who will make it happen. He's the one who will orchestrate circumstances 
to bring that dream to fulfillment. You don't need to worry how things are going to be fulfilled. Leave that to God. You just do your part. Dwell in Nazareth. Give yourself fully to God and all the rest. God will take care. You give yourself fully to God. Remember, it was always, it, 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 it always begins in Nazareth. But God will use any means to bring the fulfillment at the place ordained by him. So for, for, for Jesus to be born in Bethlehem, it was not Joseph's plan to move from Nazareth to Bethlehem in that time. But the Lord orchestrated something strategic that the government was used by God to release a decree that everyone should go to register himself. It may look like it was government plan, but indeed it was not the government. The Lord was behind the scene working. He pushed the king, set a decree that will move people. He was moving them so that Joseph and Mary will be at the right place, ordained by God for that child to be born. And the Lord can even use the laws of your country where you are. He can lose any circumstance to bring you to the place of fulfillment, that his word will come to pass. But remember, he will bring to fulfillment only what was conceived in Nazareth, what comes from his will and his mind. In the place of consecration, the Lord will create ways. So the same way he did with Joseph and Mary. And, and, and you get to know that those who are fully consecrated to God, God will always create avenues for them. He will always bring circumstances in their life to bring them to experience the fulfillment of the promises. Now, after Jesus was born, look what happened. We go down verse 15 in the same chapter, 15 to 19. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherd said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled. They were marveled, and those things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The same day Jesus was born, angels went to visit the shepherd. They told them, In this city, a king is born today, and this will be a great king, a son of the highest God. The angel spoke about Jesus. They explained to the shepherd. And the shepherd, after the angel departed from them, they said, let us go check at Bethlehem to see if what they told us is true or not true. And when they went there, they found Mary and Joseph sitting with the baby. They began to relate to them, to, to speak to them, to explain to them everything that the angel spoke to them concerning that baby. They spoke everything. And the people were around, they were, they were marveling, listening to what the shepherd was speaking to them concerning that baby Jesus. Everyone was amazed. Everyone was impressed by the, 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 what the shepherd was were telling them. But the Bible says that Mary, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
she was keeping that in her heart. She had a different attitude. Other people were excited, they were showing, but she was like someone who was so quiet, observing what they were telling her and, and keeping that in her heart. So why, why that attitude? I was asking myself, why, why the attitude of Mary? She was not murmuring like other people, but she was quiet and she kept that in her heart. First thing that we need to understand, all that the shepherd were saying to them was not new to Mary. It's the first thing. Because the angel appeared to her before conception to tell her about the child, that that child will not be any ordinary baby. She will be a king, the child of the Most High God. You will call him the Son of God. His name is Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior. He will come to serve his people. He will sit on the throne of his father, David, and his kingdom will never end. Mary knew that I will not give birth to an ordinary baby. This baby is God himself. This baby is a king. She knew all that. And when the shepherd was speaking to her, it was like a confirmation. It was not something new. It was a confirmation of what she knew. But I like an attitude of great humility. If it was maybe me with my wife having a baby like that, and I know that this baby is the son of the most high God, this baby is a king of kings, this baby is God himself, I could maybe tell when the, the, the angel, were, the shepherd was speaking to me, I could just say, no, yes, I know about that. I will know. I know my baby is so special. This baby is so cute. This one is a God himself. But Mary did not boast. She was so quiet and humble. She was just listening and she was keeping that in her heart to know that what God told me is actually happening and God is confirming that. I, I, I'm keeping the word of God in my heart and and the lesson that i learned from this part is that those who are fully consecrated fully given to god will never take god's glory they don't take one of the signs that we see someone is very consecrated to god is humility they cannot take god's glory they will always remember the goodness of god like mary god likes people who remembers his goodness his instruction and his promises three things his instruction his promises and his goodness people always remember that and mary was remembering the goodness of god so that who am i just a simple young girl and the lord came to me favored me to carry this special baby to give birth to the savior of this world she did not boast she was humble and and and, and when we go down I go chapter 2, verse 39 to verse 40. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. When they, after Jesus was born, after eight days, they took him to the temple, and the baby was circumcised. They, they, they prayed for him for dedication. They gave him officially the name of Jesus. They fulfilled all that the law was saying to them. And after that, they did not dwell again in Bethlehem. They went back to Nazareth. You understand? They went back to Nazareth. After Jesus' birth, they went back to Nazareth. This is the place where Jesus grew up. I want to say that after you have achieved great things, after you have seen the promises of God being fulfilled in your life, don't get distracted. 
go back to Nazareth, the place of consecration, where everything began. Go back there. Most of time when people are, are seeking the Lord, they are pursuing God for their businesses, for their families, for their ministry. And the time that the Lord gives a breakthrough, we are overwhelmed by the, the breakthrough. We are saturated by these open doors. And then we forget to consecrate to God. You see many people, even the, the, the fellowship with God, the connection with God drops down the moment they have a great contract great connection they are overwhelmed remember everything that is born in nazareth in the place of consecration will be kept only by the power of the holy spirit not by your own wisdom not by your intelligence the baby was born they saw the baby they were amazed and happy to have the, that child but they did not dwell forever in Bethlehem. they went back in nazareth this is this is something that we need always to do go back to god go back under his feet don't say i'm too busy don't say the job is taking me all my time don't say that i have a lot of contract i don't have time to concentrate go back at the feet of god because you receive that breakthrough from his presence it will grow only from his presence it will be maintained only from his presence not outside of his presence consecration must remain the key hallelujah and jesus of nazareth was not growing like other children. He was still a child, but the Bible says that he was strong in the spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. This is what Luke said here. Luke said, that, I read again verse 40, and the child grew and became strong in the spirit, filled with wisdom. He's talking about the child, not the man, a child, filled with wisdom, and the grace was upon him. So I, 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 I question myself, how can, how can you see the wisdom in a child how can you see that that this child is filled with wisdom how can you read that in the life of a baby how can you see wisdom and grace in a baby everything that is born from the place of consecration will always be covered or accompanied by the wisdom and the grace of god jesus was covered by the wisdom a supernatural wisdom of God. He was not like any other child. He was conceived from the place of consecration. And you get to understand, the more you consecrate yourself this year, the more you will grow in the wisdom of God. The more you give yourself fully to God, all that you are and all that you have, the more you will grow in the wisdom of God. The increase of wisdom comes from consecration. The Lord will cover you with his grace. And remember, wisdom is profitable to all things. That was fact number two, the birth of Jesus. And now let's see his ministry. Remember, I'm talking about Jesus of Nazareth. They call him Jesus of Nazareth. He began his ministry in Nazareth. This man, Jesus of Nazareth, before he begins with his ministry, he passed first the test of submission and humility. I want you to get this straight in your mind. Jesus passed the test of submission and humility in front of his parents and in front of John the Baptist. Luke chapter 5, verse 51. Luke chapter 2, 51 and 52. The Bible says, 
Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth. And he was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, in favor with God and men. This is the second time that Luke is emphasizing that Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and in God's favor. Because I'm jumping verses, I move from 40, I, I, I go straight to 51, 52. In between, you will see that when they went uh, for the, 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 the celebration in, 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 in uh, Bethlehem, they went there and Jesus remained in the temple. For three days, the, his parents did not see him. They went back again to the temple. They found him in the temple talking with, 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 with wise men there. And the, the people were amazed of the, the level of wisdom that this young boy was releasing. And after that, the parent asked him, why have you done this thing to us? He said to them, no, I, I need to take care of the, the affairs of my father. And, and he went there with them. They took him from the temple. They went back with him to Nazareth. The Bible says that when he went back with Mary and Joseph, he was subject to them. He was subject to them, even though he himself knew I'm God. My real father is not Joseph, he's God in heaven, and I'm, I'm taking care of the affairs of my father. But on the earth, God gave me these people, Mary and Joseph, and I need to submit to them. I need to submit. Jesus was subject to them until the time for the releasing ministry. And as a consequence, because he was subject to them, the Bible said that even Mary was amazed, was keeping all this stuff in her heart to see that this boy is my God, is my savior. Because the angel told me, he will come to save his people, including me, even me, I will be saved by him. But how come the boy is, is, is so humble in front of us? He's subject to us. Mary was keeping all that in her heart. And the Bible says that because of that submission, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. We have our heavenly father, and we have also our heavenly parent. We have also our spiritual parent. And you know, submitting yourself, putting yourself under the authority of parents that God has given to you is one of the key for you to receive the impartation of divine wisdom. Many people are not wise because they're too arrogant. They see themselves wise in their own eyes. They don't submit to the voice of any authority. But God could not release Jesus Christ in ministry before he passed this test. First of all, he was to be subject to his heavenly parent. And secondly, he was to be subject to a spiritual authority in the city. Jesus went to see John the Baptist to baptize him. This is a submission. He submitted himself to an existent ministry for him to be released to his own ministry. So Jesus as a man was submitted to his parents. And this is one of the signs of people who are fully consecrated to God. Humility and submission to authority. And this generation is destroyed because of pride. The ministry of Jesus was inaugurated in Nazareth the place of consecration. Luke chapter four speaks about the inauguration of his ministry. Luke chapter four, verse 16 to 21. So he came to Nazareth 
where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was ended the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captive and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So Jesus went in Nazareth. His ministry began there in the secret place of his consecration. His consecration, Nazareth, the secret place. This is where all his life, he, he, they call him Jesus of Nazareth because his ministry began there. His childhood was there. His conception was there. Remember when I say Nazareth, I see the place, the dimension of consecration. Even Peter, after Jesus died, Peter speaking in the house of Cornelius, he spoke about Jesus of Nazareth. From the day of Pentecost, they preached Jesus of Nazareth. And Peter going in the house of Cornelius in the book of Acts 10, 38, verse 39, he said, Our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on the tree. And Jesus, Paul said that, Peter said that, you, you remember how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with power. You cannot be consecrated and lack God power. It is impossible. You can't be fully given to God and lack his power. Those who are from Nazareth, those who are consecrated, those who are living in that dimension, the Lord will always anoint them, will always put his power on them. Jesus of Nazareth was a man carrying power. Everywhere he went, he was healing people, setting the captive free, preaching the good news, for the Lord was with him. And Peter preached in the house of Cornelius, he was speaking about Jesus of Nazareth. As he was speaking about Jesus of Nazareth, the power of God fell even in that house. Everywhere they were preaching Jesus of Nazareth, something happened. And let, let's move another season of his life. Let's talk about his death. His death. He was arrested also as Jesus of Nazareth. He did his ministry as Jesus of Nazareth. He grew up as Jesus of Nazareth. He was arrested as Jesus of Nazareth. John chapter 18, verse 4 and 6 speaks about that. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that will come upon him, went forward and said to them, who are you seeking? When they came to arrest him, he said, who are you seeking? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, was also with them. And now when he said to them, I am he, they threw back and fell to the ground. Jesus was arrested as Jesus of Nazareth. 
they came to know Jesus, the consecrated one. Even in the time of glory, when he was healing people, where the crowd was following him, he was still the consecrated one. When they came to arrest him, he was still the consecrated one. When you are consecrated to God, there will be good time and bad time, but you still remain the same. You're still connected to God. You don't give. Sometimes people lose hearts when things are, are becoming tough, when the testing time is coming, when difficulty changes are coming, you leave the place of consecration. You are full of anxiety. You begin to complain. You say, no, all this week I could not even sleep. I could not even pray because I'm seeing the challenge around me. Jesus was in a challenging moment. He was still Jesus of Nazareth. They did not change it. He was still Jesus, the consecrated one to God. And he was also crucified. And as Jesus of Nazareth, John chapter 19, 19 to 22, you can read it yourself. You see Jesus on the cross. Pilate put the, the, the statement, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. This is what was written on his cross. Even at the time of crucifixion, the difficult time of his life, he was still called Jesus of Nazareth. Even in the challenging moment, what came in my heart, I began to pray, say, God, spiritually, I want even to become Frank of Nazareth, the consecrated one. In good time and bad time, I want to remain in Nazareth. This is the place that supernatural conception takes place. The place that encounter takes place, the revelation comes, the place of wisdom released, the impartation of grace. I want to remain there. No matter what can happen, I will not turn my back. I will not run away. When you are consecrated to God, no man on earth will have the power to change your destiny or what was written concerning you. Because the destiny of Jesus was to be the king. And Pilate wrote without knowing, but he wrote the hand of the Lord touched his hand to write only the truth. He could not change the truth. And they told him, write that he said, I am the king of the Jews. Don't say that Jesus is the, the king of the Jews. Say that he said it. He said, no, what I, was read, what I wrote is already written. I cannot change it because no one can change your destiny. You may go through difficult times. Your destiny is unchangeable by men what God has ordained. There are things written in the book concerning you that no one can change. The strength of the early church was that they were fully given to God. They gave their lives to God and their possession. No one said that he possessed something. All that they have and all that they were were given fully to God. And the weakness of our church today is the lack of true consecration. The difference between us and the early church, they were given to God fully. All that they were and all that they possessed. And Paul speaking to the church of Rome, he encouraged them. Rome, Rome, book of Romans chapter 12 verse 1, he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body is a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. He was crying and begging the church to give themselves fully to God, even offer their own bodies to God. And the same Paul speaking about the church of Macedonia, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, from verse 1 to 5, Paul is speaking about the church of Macedonia. He said, moreover, brethren, 
we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the church of churches of Macedonia, that in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and the deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to the ability, yes, beyond and beyond the ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much agency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. And not only as we had hoped, but listen to the last phrase, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. Paul was praising the church of Macedonia, which was a very poor church. People were not rich, but because of the grace of God that was released upon them, the Lord did not release the, the grace that's a forfeit. These people were given to God. And because of their consecration, they attracted the grace to endure even difficulties, and they were able to give. Liberality was, was, was moving in that church. They were supporting the ministry and helping other saints, even in their poverty. And I like what Paul said, that these people were not only given to God, but they gave themselves even to Paul and his ministry team. They gave themselves also to Paul. We are living in a generation that people will tell you only, I, I, I give myself to God, I relate only to God, I, 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 I cannot submit to men, I don't serve men, I serve only God. But these people gave themselves to God and the ministers that God has given to them. This is a higher level of consecration. It takes revelation to understand that giving yourself to your spiritual leader or your spiritual family is not another form of control. But it is another dimension of consecration for the kingdom advancement. Listen, most of people don't understand that. Giving yourself, say that I, I, I give myself, I, I, I consecrate myself to serve my men of God. is not a, a form of control. It's a higher level of consecration for the purpose of kingdom advancement. Because God will always call one person and give the person the vision. And the person cannot fulfill the vision alone. The visionary will carry the vision. It will take a team. It will take a family for the vision to come through. And these people around the visionary, unless they give themselves to him, they cannot help him fulfill the mission. The, the vision will not come through. And Paul was praising the church of Macedonia to say that these people gave themselves to us. They were available for us they were there 24 hours for us they were there to help they were there to pray with us they were there to evangelize with us they were there they were given to us as they were given to god god always bless people who are fully consecrated how can you know that okay uh, 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 as, I'm, as I'm, I'm part of this family i have given myself to my leaders how can you know that the same the answer is very simple is by you being reliable. This is the answer. How can I know that I've I, I given myself to God and I've given myself to my leader? Is when I am reliable. When my leader can even in the midst of night or in the morning know that if I want to contact this person, I want to do this, I can rely on you. Then it means that you are consecrated to him. It is a dimension that is missing in the church today. But I believe that most of us, we, we have that dimension. And I pray that you will grow in that. 
become like the church of Macedonia. And, and I will finish by giving this statement concerning Jesus Christ. In the book of Hebrew, chapter 10, from verse 5 to verse 7, I'm reading. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offering and sacrifice for sin, you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me to do your will, O God. This is a powerful statement from Jesus. That God, you did not desire any form of sacrifice, but you gave me this body. You made me a human being. And he said, in the volume of the book is written about me. And I came here with the body that you've given to me to do only your will. I consecrate myself. That was the secret. That's why all is life. They called it because this statement looks like it was a statement in the spiritual before even he was born. He, he accepted in heaven to come down to fulfill the will of God. And he made that statement before he came. And when he was here on the earth, he was Jesus of Nazareth all his life, the consecrated one. And you and me, God has given us life in this year, 2023. We are alive, we are healthy, we have this body. I want to tell you, in the book of God, there are things written concerning you, which you need to receive, to understand by the revelation of God. What is the portion, what is written about me in the volume of the book that I need to align myself and fulfill the will of God, to give myself. And I encourage you that your prayer for this year, you must say to God, you have given me this body and you have given me life so that I may do your will, so that I may fulfill what is written in the book concerning me. I give myself fully to you. Everything I am and everything I have, I give it to you to fulfill only your will. And by giving yourself to God, supernatural conception will happen. Supernatural wisdom will come, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, fulfillment of promises, and great things will happen to your life in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you for listening to me. This is what I wanted to share with you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.